Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. so good. He is so, so good. Thank you for being a praying church. Wow, I'm telling you, man, I appreciate it. I tell you, worship and prayer are two things that get the attention in the heart of God, and he is, he's in this house. He's in this place, so thank you for, for just, again, being that church, being that place, and uh, we love you and appreciate you so much. Well, I know it's a different day. There's been a lot going on. Some testimonies already happening, some celebrations, some thankfulness already taking place, but are y'all okay if we spend a little time in the Word? Come on, anybody okay if we hang out in the Bible with the Bible a little bit? So grab yours, if you would, please, and go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Come on, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And um, man, a lot of Bible today, a lot of passages, a lot of scriptures. One of those, I wanted to take the whole chapter. And uh, just read the whole chapter. I knew time wouldn't happen. Somebody was looking over my version notes before service, and they said, you almost took the whole chapter, Pastor. And so, uh, I, but I didn't. There's still a lot we haven't read. So go back and read the whole maybe passage later on. But um, as you turn there, don't forget you can use the version Bible app. If you didn't bring your Bible, we have that app that we use here. And, uh, but 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, references got last week, but we're going to talk about him a little bit more today. There's a man named David, and this is a very familiar uh, passage, a very familiar story. You may, if you've been in church have already heard, and I uh, hope it comes just to maybe a little life to you in a little bit different way this morning. But I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump into verse 40. A lot has happened up until this point, but we're going to jump in uh, in the story of David and a, a giant that he faces named Goliath. But it says in verse 40 that then he took his staff in his hand, speaking of David, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth. Come on, never underestimate an on-fire young person full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But he was ruddy and good-looking. And so the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. So David ran and hid like a little Girl. No, no, that's not what happened. Not at all. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Come on. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. 
Come on. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so it was when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword. Come on, took the enemy out with his own sword. Woo! Amen. Ah, man. Took his sword, drew it out of his sheath, killed him, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shiram, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine, brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. Ooh, this is a cool story. I want you to join me, if you would, just in prayer. And when we, can we just pray together and talk to Jehovah together? Father, we love you. We're so thankful, Lord, for Jehovah, Lord, that you are our God. Lord, you are the one true living God today. And I just pray, God, as we just spend a few moments in your word together, you'll speak clearly. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen. Amen. We're in a series, if you don't know, called... Jehovah. And uh, we are learning the Jehovah names of God, that there is a one true living God. And so that was the Lord. That was the God who David served. And so he did this. He went at, the, at, the, at Goliath, at the enemy, in a name. Now, I referenced last week in my message, uh, I referenced that he released, and I think it's um, an incredible and I hope you catch and grab hold of the foreshadows, the pictures in the Old Testament that reveal to us who God is in the new. Amen? And so we saw a picture of that, and I referenced it last week, that it was a rock, it was a stone that he released towards the giant, and it took the enemy out. But it did this. That kind of got me stirred up this week as I was thinking about that story. And I began to dig deeper into this story just a little bit more. And I discovered that there is actually a Jehovah name of God that is used that David is fighting in. So it wasn't just a rock that he used, but he was doing it in a name. Oh, man, there's power again. We're seeing that in the name. And so today we're seeing the name Jehovah Sabah. And so this name means the Lord of hosts. Amen. This means the Lord of heaven's army. And so again, there is a warrior on the forefront of heaven's army. And Jehovah is his name. And Jehovah Savah is leading the way. And we hear testimonies about fights that people go through, battles that they have. Now, this morning, we heard one of those, and again, thank you for those who are, again, remembering uh, just Breast Cancer Awareness, Pink Sunday. Uh, I, I found the, the closest thing I could find, and, and somebody, I asked Angel, is it pink? She said, coral. And I was like, 
close enough. And so I, so I was, well, but, but thank you for, for again, remembering that. Uh, but again, we heard a testimony today of someone who battled that. But I remember, again, I didn't know all those things was happening in her mind and in her spirit as she battled it. But I do know this. I know that we got with Ginger and we prayed in these altars many times for her. And she was battling and we was battling her and we were battling with her. And we weren't coming against that thing in faith or nude's name. We were coming at it in the name of the Lord of hosts. And so that's how we battle and that's how we face the enemy. So now as we see this today, there are terms and there are words being used right now in our day that we need to pay close attention to. One of those is war. There is war happening around us. Uh, Again, just all that has taken place in Israel uh, I'm not a big news watcher, um, and so, again, I was thankful that it got shared with me very quick. We have been trying to watch, keep up when we can with what's going on, but we're hearing the term warfare, war that's happening. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on that, but I do know this. If we see just one or two things, it's, it's not, we're not talking about a whole lot of things have to happen. We're talking about we're looking at one or two more things happen. One more person gets involved. There's certain certain places get involved. We better start looking up and start getting ready because the Lord is coming back soon. Amen. And he he is going to be making his interest. Now, again, I don't believe that's, you know, that's we're in that yet. I believe we're seeing these things unfold. But one of the things I, I like that this does when these type of things happen, it will raise people's awareness. Just again, as this breast cancer awareness, as we're as you take you know time to be aware of things that can happen, people are becoming more aware of what's happening around right now. And so again, awareness should bring preparedness. And so again, we need to be prepared for the things that are happening. Now, this is what happens in a situations. In this, is a lot of times we just try to prepare naturally. And how many knows there's, there are natural things that you can do. There may be some things that you can prepare for. But what I'm talking about today and what we see is this, that there is also another war that has happened and that's been going on, and there is a warfare that is taking place, and there is an enemy just as real, more real than Hamas or Iran or Palestine. It's just as real, and there is a war that's happening, and this is what we have to do, recognize in those wars, wartime seasons of life when we go through those situations that we need to be fighting not in our name. But we need to be fighting in the Lord of hosts, in Jehovah Sabbath, calling on that name. Now, this is interesting. You may not have realized this, but uh, the, the name Jehovah Jireh, which one of the names that we looked at in this, in this series, um, powerful name. But Jehovah Jireh couldn't find that but one time in Scripture. But we all know about that one. Amen? Come on. And, and it's important. Now, I believe this. I don't believe you, you only need one word from the Lord, and that's all you need from him. And now one word from God can change every situation. It can turn anything around. So it does not have to be in there a hundred times. It doesn't have to say it every other passage for me to believe that once is enough. And I know this. The scriptures are full of provider passages that we can stand on. But Jehovah Jireh only found one time. 
Did you know that Jehovah Sabah, the closest thing I could find account-wise when I was studying this out, is over 285 times? And one, one thing said over 400 times that Jehovah Sabah is recorded in Scripture. So that tells me that we need to make sure, and he is trying to remind us, that there is a battle going on. There is a battle that has taken place. Now, there is a lot that we could draw from this uh, passage today. Now, I, I want to share a couple of them with you, a few, if I can, this morning with you uh, that we need to look at. But before we do that, I, I, want, to, I want you to see again the foreshadow, the, the picture that is revealing something even greater that's coming. Now, this, this stood out to me this week. In the story, did you know that David was there that day when Goliath was on the field? He was actually there on a mission from his father. It's pretty cool. And it's a, it's a picture, it's a foreshadow of, of something that we see that's to come. Because we see a son, a faithful son, on a mission from the father. And when he arrives, he faces a great giant. Now, uh, as we look at this, we can actually see this in verse 17, and we'll hang out in chapter 17 for most of the morning. It says this, Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp. I mean, David was the first grub hub deliverer yeah, amen. He was, he was the first door dasher, amen. And he was delivering that day. He was delivering the food. But as he was there on a mission from the Father, he recognized and sees that there's a giant. We'll say something about that in a moment. But I want you to see a few things. N number one this morning, this is something we can draw from this passage, is that we do this also. Number one is that we all face giants. Come on, we all face giants. Every person in this room, saved or unsaved, uh, young or old, you, you will face it, you have or you will. You will face things in your life that will come at you to try to reveal themselves to you, to bring intimidation to you and, and to make you timid. Right in the middle of intimidation, the word timid. And that's what, that's what it will do. A giant will rise up and try to destroy you. We all face them. Now, here's what I've discovered. Not everyone's giant is the same. People face different giants. Now, it's, it's amazing. Have, have you ever talked to someone? Have you ever, like, been in a conversation with them, and they begin to share with you a giant that they're facing, and you're sitting there listening to them speak, and you're going like, why is that such a big deal for them? You know, like, because that's not an issue for you. You, you thought that in your mind or Maybe you've done what I've done. You let it slip out, and you actually said, "Why are you so, you know?" But why are you worried about that? But but have you ever seen that? Think back. Maybe go back to a previous conversation. Maybe when you were sharing with them, your giant. They might have been thinking the exact same thing. Now, I've seen this. I've seen, again, giants can reveal themselves in many different ways, but here's the truth. We all face them. Now, what is it? Now, this is what Pastor Tony uh, Evans says, and this is how he describes a giant. He said, a giant is anything in your life that looms so large that it has control of your emotions. 
Oh, man, that is a giant. It has control over your emotions. Now, you, you can think. Now it's making more sense. You're like, oh, yeah, I have faced them. I, I am facing maybe one today. But you see this today that there are things there. There are things that try to control your thinking. If there, if there are things like when you sit down, maybe you try to spend time with the Lord, and then, man, that comes in, and that starts messing with your mind and gets you to think different. When you know God's calling you to do something, and, and the enemy, is, it starts kind of putting something in your thought process. Now, we see this in this story. Israel was facing a giant as well, and that giant's name was Goliath. Now, you can read earlier in the chapter where it describes him and describes that, that, that Goliath was a great warrior. He stood nine foot, nine inches tall. I was, I was talking to one of the guys after service. He's like, uh, you keep up with basketball, uh, you, know, uh, you know, asking me. I'm like, not a lot. You know, and, he, and he was telling me that about a, a guy seven foot, five inches now who San Antonio Spurs... I mean, fresh all my sports knowledge. Amen. <clears throat> yeah. And, and he's seven foot five inches. And he was talking about that guy. And he was telling me about it. He said, have you seen him yet? I said, I mean, you need to check him out. He was talking. Now, and I said, I just thought about something, bro. Goliath is nine foot nine inches. And just think about how this guy towers over so many of those other people. They were facing a giant. Now, it, this, the scripture says this. The scripture says that he wore a coat of armor that just the top piece, just the top part of his armor weighed 125 pounds. Chris, my son-in-law, was sitting right here first service, and he said, man, that's what I weigh. You know, and so like, uh, you know, so... Some of y'all hate him because of that, but, but it is, it, it is it's wild to think about that. It, it, weighs, it weighs more than he, probably what David weighed. He was wearing a piece of armor that probably weighed more than the guy he was fixing to fight. But listen, again, he had a giant. He faced him. Now, this is what happens. Now, this is what me and you need to recognize. And, and I hope today, if, if nothing else, the enemy, the giant in your life is revealed and you recognize him and then you make the right decision of what to do when that thing rises up in your life. Amen. And so, again, we, we all face giants. Now, secondly, we need to see what happens when we do this. This is what takes place. Giants will either produce for us faith, our giants will produce fear. We'll all face them. We'll all come before them. But what happens is this. We have a decision, and it will, what rises up when those giants come into our life? When we're face-to-face with the enemy, what rises up? Now, probably in the natural, fear is what will rise up. But again, we want to get to the place where that is destroyed, and we walk in the faith that God has for us. Now, we see from the same camp... People handled this two totally different ways. Let's look at how Saul and, and the Israelites handled the Goliath when they saw him. Drop to with me, if you would, to verses 8 through 11. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Again, a valley there between them, speaking to them on the other side. And it says, why are you, why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I am the Philistine champion but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. 
I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified, terrified and deeply shaken, deeply afraid. This produced for them the facing of a giant produced fear in their life. Now we see, uh, is, 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 I love the story because we see a young man full of God who had been in the presence of God, worshiping him, recognizing that, man, I'm not going to release fear when this takes place. I'm going to let it release faith in my life because this is what we see. Now you got to go with me to verse 22. It says, and David did this. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, and he hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. So he's delivering his grubhub. He is, he is dropping off the food. <clears throat> and it says that as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine rank. Then David heard him shout his unusual, his usual taunt to the army of Israel. And as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give the man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. Can we get an amen? Somebody. Amen. Let's go. I'll fight him right now. All right. Verse 26. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Man, you got to see this. Man, he recognized the enemy. He saw the giant, and instead of running away in fear, it released a faith within him. And so again, we see something. David understood and recognized that the, the giant out there speaking is not under the same covenant that he was under. Amen? And so again, because again, he was under a covenant. When you're underneath a covenant, again, it's not about you. It's about who's over you. And he recognized that he was in covenant with the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabah. He was in covenant with the one and the one who was greater than anything that he was facing. The one within him was greater than anything coming against him. And so again, he came today and it changed his entire existence of how he viewed the enemy. Now we got a choice to make. Now, it happens and this kind of works. And and remember, you can fight fear spiritually. You can fight things fear in the natural. Um, Last week, my beautiful woman anointed of God was up here. I'm talking about taking fear out of the equation, taking the head off the giant of fear last week. Whoo! I mean, powerful, man, just operating underneath Jehovah, the Lord of hosts, not in her authority, not in her name, but operating in that name. Man, and, but I mean, incredible. We, man, it's just amazing. I'm just like, yeah! They don't always translate over in the natural. Uh, I was the other morning, I was in, in the other part of the house, and I was, I was studying, and, 
And all of a sudden, this woman of God, this warrior of, of, for the kingdom and the spirit right now, who, who will take the head off of every spiritual giant, anything that may come her way, she, she lets out the most blood-curling, I mean, scream that I've heard maybe ever. She's, I've heard some, some good ones over the, over the years. And, and, but she begins to scream out in terror and then as soon as she does this, a little mini version that follows her around begin to let one out as well. And so I'm like, man, on the other side of the house, and you've heard my stories. I'm coming running, and I'm, I'm ready. And I come out, and this warrior for the kingdom <laughs> who slays the head off of giants of fear. Terrified of a granddaddy long leg. <clears throat> Come on, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's true. It's, tr it's true. Faith walked in. She picks it up and, and, and takes it out. Uh, you know, uh, so again, we all have our, our things that we're working through. Amen. And so she, she, we're getting her there. We're getting her there. But this is what happens, and I, I'll say this, but in the same way, again, that when you come against that enemy, when you release faith, man, the enemy wants to bring things in front of you to incite fear. And we see it. The media uses it. There's so many different ways and things that this happens. But we need to do this when we face our giant. Let it produce in us faith. Because, listen, it moves mountains. It heals bodies. It destroys giants. It takes the head off of the enemy. And so when we release the faith that God has put in us, now we see this here, that we all face giants. Secondly, again, we see that it will produce in us either faith or fear. Now, how do you do this? What does it look like for us? How do we, how do we go against the enemy? How do, we, how do we take the head off of the giant? And we see this in number three this morning. And finally, that we do this. We never run from our giants. Never run from your giant. Listen, never run from the enemy. Listen, again, we're not fighting them in our name. We're not doing this on our strength, but never run from your giant. Run towards them. Face them head on. Walk in the authority of Jehovah Sabbath. Go in that name of the Lord. The same way a little young, young man defeats a great giant because he did it in the name of the Lord of hosts, and he didn't run from him. He ran towards him. Now, this is cool because, again, verse 48, so it was when the Philistine arose, came and drew near to meet David, David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Now, he ran towards it. Now, the only place I have ever been able to find in Scripture that we run from an enemy, and I believe this is a picture of a physical part is what this is speaking of. There's spiritual and there's physical. They're both, and they're intertwined in a lot of ways so many times. But the only place where I see that we're ever to run from the enemy is in 1 Corinthians, and it says to flee sexual immorality. 
Flee from that. Run from that. Now, again, that's in the natural. So in the natural, you're fleeing from that thing. You're not putting yourself in a position and then thinking, hoping that God gets you out of it. Amen. You run from that thing. You, you avoid at all costs. Turn your phone in, whatever you got to do. You, you don't put yourself in this. Flee from sexual immorality. But, you know, spiritually what you do, you run towards that giant. You run spiritually against that and take the head off of that thing who is coming at you. Again, so we see it here that we are to run towards it. Now, David modeled this for us. He showed us this in Scripture. And this is what we have to do. At some point, you've got to stop running from your giant. At some point, you you have to stop letting, like, again, something inside that fear. Now, again, naturally, it's going to, it may happen. It, It may be your first response to go to fear. But recognize it. Recognize it when that arises and says, now, wait a minute. I have something far greater within me. I have someone far greater that I can battle in. And it is the Lord of hosts. It is Jehovah Savah. It is the one who is the captain of the entire host of army. Imagine the entire host of army of heaven coming towards the enemy and the Lord leading the way. Listen, that is what God has given us. That name, Jehovah today, to battle in, to war in. And he's given it to us. Now, this is something we got to remember, though, it will flow for us out of a relationship with him. Don't miss this moment. It will flow, it will flow out of a relationship with him. This is not one of the, I'm not, like, when we're looking at, in Scripture, spending time here, we're not, we're not giving you little formulas to speak and just kind of pray. No, we're talking about getting to know Jehovah. We've got to talk about getting to know the one true living God. And it is out of relationship with him that you will see these miraculous things unfold. Now, I, I, again, I want you to operate in the name, let it flow, declare the name, speak it, but let that flow out of, relig- out of relationship. It's not coming from a religious place. Now, in, in Scripture, there's actually a story that we see in the book of Acts, and uh, it is a, a very interesting story. We, we see where Paul was doing these great miracles and there were some sons of a Jewish priest. There were these, these guys who watched these things happen, and they saw the name Jesus being proclaimed. They saw Jehovah being declared. They saw giants falling, and that's what will happen when you do this out of relationship. Amen. It will cause the giant to fall. They saw this taking place, and they were like, man, hey, I want to do that too. Now, this is what we, we want to. We want to see that happen, too. We want, to, we want to see God do that through every person in this room. But what I want you to I want to see that flow from is this, out of a relationship with him. You can get in trouble real quick when you're trying to do it on your strength. Amen. Trying to do it on your own. Now, this is what happens. Now, again, this is, this is what took place when these guys were trying to do this on their own strength. In Acts 19, verses 13 through 16, it says, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. All right? Saying, We exorcise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Now, that works. We're in a relationship. 
when you know Jesus, amen? And so again, that, this, this thing works. So again, I'm not telling you something that, that works for some and don't work for others. No, it will work for everyone who is in a relationship with him. And so again, they tried to do it all their own. Now this is what happened. We ex- exercise. <laughs> We exercise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Can you see it? And, and there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who are you? It's not a happy ending for these guys because it says, Then the man in whom the evil spirit uh, was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. You saying that to scare me? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that to listen, to walk in the authority that you've been given and in the relationship that you have with God. Let flowing from that. You walk in that name and not again uh, some other name uh, that something I'm preaching or I'm saying no, out of the relationship that you have with him because this is what David did. He came at that enemy. He came at that giant not in the name of David, in the name of the Lord of hosts. And this is what's beautiful. As you stand with me, please. This is what we see happen. Oh, man, this is, I love this. I, I, I hope you heard something I said earlier. At the beginning of this message, I said that this today is a picture, it's a foreshadowing, remember, of greater things that we see in the new. Out of the old. Just keep that in mind as you read the Old Testament. It's revealing things of, of Jesus in the new. And when we saw this happen with David, we saw David on a mission from the Father feed the greatest giant of that day. I don't know if you know the story. I hope you do. If not, I want to tell you about another son. And his name is Jesus. He's the son of God. He is the the Lord of hosts. And he came on a mission from his Father to earth And he took the head off of the giant of the greatest enemy that we've ever faced today and we ever face is called sin. And this is what happens today. When we're in that name, we have victory over that giant. And I want to ask you this this morning. I I know there's been a lot take place this morning. There's a lot of things that have have gone on. But I feel right now that the Holy Spirit wants to do this in some lives. I, I believe he wants to see some giants fall. I believe this morning we're going to see some giants fall in this room today. And so I want to invite you, if you would bow your heads, just close your eyes for a moment. And, and, and first of all, listen, I, this, this today is a name that has been given to us. And again, it flows out of relationship. Everything flows from relationship. So that's, this whole series, this whole message today is about you being in a relationship with this living God named Jehovah. And so listen, if, if today you need Jesus, you need him to be the Lord of your life, I want you, I want you to say this is your day of salvation. I want to go ahead and for you, we have, we have uh, pastors and leaders right down front right now. If, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, just as heads bowed, eyes are closed, I want to invite you to come on out and just step on down and, 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 and talk to these guys. They're going to pray with you, introduce you, get you in a relationship with the King of Kings. Amen. And I, I want to see that happen. But for many in this room, and, I, and I, I felt led this morning to do it this way, not just for us who are here, 
not just for those who are watching, but for who also you represent. That's your family. Today, if you or a member of your family is facing a giant right now, you recognize there are things going on. There's giants that you're facing right now. You're someone very close to your family right now is facing that. I want you just right where you're standing to do this, if you don't mind, please. Just lift up your hand high to heaven. And there's going to be a lot of hands go up because there's a lot of people facing this. But listen, I want you to see this this morning. I want you to recognize this today. Listen, there's Jehovah Sabbath. There is the captain of the host of armies of heaven. The Lord of hosts is his name. Listen, and we're going to pray over you this morning. We're going to believe that right now we're going to see the giant fall in your life. We're going to see heads taken off the enemy. Because when you go on in this story, I want you to take make sure you spend some time in it. But he takes the head off, and they go and take back. They plunder the tents. They go and take back the things that the enemy has stolen. We're going to do that in this house right now spiritually. And God's going to move in your life. And so I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to do something. I'm going to ask those who don't have their hand up. This is what I'm going to ask so that you know. I'm going to invite those who don't have a hand up to just pray with you right where you're at. So I'm going to invite some people to just turn around, come around you, and pray with you because we're family here, and this is an army that we're, we're in together. And so, again, if you want prayer, if you're facing a giant or someone close to you, raise your hand up real high if you don't mind. And Faith or New Church, church family, I want you to do this. Open up. If your hand's not up, open your eyes. Turn around and do this right now if you would. Just begin to just pray over Right now, those who have a hand raised. This raised for a reason. They're saying, man, there's a giant in my life. There's a giant facing my family. So I want you to release faith right now. Come on, you are about to release faith right now over their situation. Come on, fear is about to be destroyed right now. Come on, fear is about to go. The giant's about to fall. The head's about to come off the enemy right now. So again, it's going to happen through you. You're going to release the stone. You're going to release the faith right now. Come on, so just thank you right now for doing that. Thank you for being a praying church. So right now, just if, if you haven't been prayed for yet, please let us know. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.